0: We're we'll going to be talking about tithing this No, we're we'll going to be talking about worship this morning. <laughs> um, and what we're going to do is to continue on what we were doing before with Pastor Matt. We talked about worship and sacrifice last Sunday. And we want to continue that same vein of, of, of that this morning. So, uh, But before I even get to that... Terry did a great introduction. I am I am the the worship pastor here at Destiny. I also serve on the elder board with Brad. I don't know if he's here or not. With Terry, with Armand, Dwayne, Archie. Who did I miss? Matt. <laughs> of course, he's in the pastor. Uh, and, and we've been part of uh, Destiny here uh, 20 years. I was reflecting and talking to Don a little bit ago, and we realized that it's been 20 years since we've been here at at destiny. So it's really been a blessing to be a part of this church. Everything. Uh, Terry, I talked about my wife, Roberta. We've been married 38 years plus. Thank you, Jesus, uh, for a lovely lady and a lo- beautiful wife to have with me as a companion. Uh, we have four beautiful children that are all grown, and we have two beautiful grandchildren, by the way. So, five-year-old and a five-month-old. So, we are blessed. Uh, like I said we want to continue what Matt has been talking about uh, talking about worship and sacrifice He's, just, to, just to kind of review what Matt said uh, last week what is worship worship is to express reverence deep love to the Lord adoration deep love and reverence to the Lord uh, Jesus said in uh, John 14:15, if you love me you will keep my commandments worship is a lifestyle you worship what you love, and and I think we all we all wrestle with that here in, in in our current culture that we have so many distractions, so many things out there that would distract us from from what we actually need to be focused on. I know we have to work, we have to take care of our families, our homes, we have to feed people, we have to do things, and we're and sometimes we get so into the doing that we forget to as to what the focus really should be. And the focus in the midst of that doing is what we need to look at. Um, Romans talked about if we obey him, it requires sacrifice. In corporate worship, it elevates the importance of coming together. And kind of what I wanna talk about this morning, the first verse I I think we're gonna look at is John uh, four, we have maybe, John four, 19 through 24. And it talks about, and Matt referred to this last time, in his, uh, uh, where Jesus is talking to this Samaritan woman. And uh, let's just read that. So the woman said, and let me give a preface to that. Obviously, Jesus is in Samaria. He's at a well, and a woman has come up to him, and he says, can you give me water and stuff like that? She goes, you have nothing to do that with. And he begins to read her mail. Has everyone read your mail before? Has come up to you and read your mail? What does that do to you? You just kind of go, So she says, the woman says, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship... Do I need to go to a different mic? That'd be better. Okay. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is a place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Prophetic right there. You worship what you do not know. They've been worshipping in Samaria. Okay, they're in Samaria, which is an off-street there. Nor in Jerusalem. Uh, but we, we worship what we know for the salvations from the Jews. But the hour is coming and now here. The hour is coming and now here. So it's here for us. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Very few places in the Scripture does it talk about Jesus seeking. We, we hear our disciples say that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. But here, the Father is seeking. He's seeking worshipers. He's not seeking worship. He's not seeking worship, Okay. Let's talk about worship in spirit and truth. Holy Spirit inspired and infused truth. Jesus Christ, the knowledge of Him. Do you realize this? How many of you know this? Inside and out. None of us do. We continue in this day by day by day by day. Do we? Not? So those of you that are in this daily, and I hope it's all of you, Because I would encourage you to do that day by day because even though you may have read this through 10, 12, 50, I'm not sure how many, what time Wayne and I have read this through, but we can take it as maybe 50 to 60 to 70 times through every year. Believe me, every time they read something, something new comes out in here. Every day you can be reading something and go, I never saw that. Well, you've read this. But you never saw it. You never saw it. Right, right. And this is where you need to see it at. This is where it makes a difference in your heart. I mean, the truth will change you. So when you worship in spirit and truth, the more of this you have in here, the more you can worship, the better you can worship. The more full, it's not just singing a song. It's singing of the love of your life. The one that saved you. The one that redeemed you. From the pit, he brought you up in spirit. The spirit of the Lord being upon us. I enjoyed this morning so much. Believe me, going over this this past week or two weeks, looking at the material that I'm presenting this morning, it's just it reignited something inside of me that's been a passion in my heart since I was a teenager. Used to lead worship when for youth groups, singing and playing the old acoustic guitars that we still are using. It didn't have keyboards then. It was way back. I'm really not that old. But, but we've been doing this for a long time in the ebb and flow and seeing the Lord move and seeing the importance of worship in our not only our daily lives, but in this corporate gathering. We call this a worship celebration. We do. We come in to celebrate. We come in, we fellowship with one another. We talk about Jesus. We talk of one another. We start taking that spirit that God's placed in us, and we begin to join that together with each other. That begins a celebration. That begins part of our worship. And then when we start to sing or celebrate, and we're still talking about going up into the, going up into the mountain or, or coming in and singing praises, we begin to bring that in. We begin to move that focus to Him. He is the author. He's the finisher. He is the one. I tell the worship team a lot of times that we worship, praise for an audience of one. The rest of the congregation now you're not peripheral, <laughs> but you're secondary in importance, as we'll see here as we get through parts of this. Um, as I said before, he seeks worshipers, not worship. And that's illustrated in Luke 19, if we go to Luke 19, 37 to 40. This is when he was going into Jerusalem. It says, as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. And they were there. They saw that stuff happen. Saying, blessed is the king. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Can you just imagine a crowd continuing to sing that, singing that over and over again? It was just, I'm sure, amazing. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these, the people, were silent, the very stones would cry out. There used to be an old song called, Ain't Gonna Let No Rock Out, Praise Me. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't Gonna Let No Rock Out, Praise me. So we, we need to be about that. The, 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 all creation groans and waiting for Him, for the fulfillment of Jesus. Scripture says that. We need to be a, pe- a part of that creation, praising, reaching out, worshiping the Lord God. Amen? Wow. So, the question why do you do what you do? You don't need to answer that, obviously. <laughs> From your work to your family, your community, the believers of this church, why do you do what you do? The second question would be so, why are you here? Like, here, here, now, in this place. First of all, we're commanded to be here. If we look at um, in, in the Old Testament, New Testament, in Ezra, 10, 7, what say? And a proclamation was made throughout Jeru- Judah and Jerusalem to all the returned exiles that they should assemble in Jerusalem. This was the exiles. And of course, Ezra was bringing everybody back together. So it was a smaller group coming back to Jerusalem. But it was very much needed at that time. They needed to come together. They needed to hear the word of the Lord and be part of the word of the Lord. Several times, and, and this is a, a predestination, predating this, they established the Passover, the, the Pentecost, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles and other, other feasts that they celebrated, that they came together on a regular basis. They came together. So it was the habit of God's people to assemble, to come together. So in let's look at Hebrews real fast. We we'll go, go to the New Testament. We say, well, that was just Old Testament. Well, the New Testament, the writer of Hebrews says in 24, 25, and let us Consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as a habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day nearing. So we're here to obey the Lord. We're here to obey the Lord, to come together, to be a part of a body, to be part of a community. There, There are no lone rangers in the body of Christ. That's only on TV. For those of you who remember, the <laughs> Lone Ranger. But he did have Tonto. I mean, come on. You know, he wasn't actually the Lone Ranger. He did have Tonto with him. Yeah. You know, so w- there is Lone Rangers. Okay, we're we're designed. He made us to be a part to plug in to what every joint supplies to what you the part that you bring. You that's what it's made to do to join together all of this together. So first and foremost, like I just I said before. the the reason that we're here all together is to minister to Jesus. He's the one. We are to minister to him. We we sing to him. We we minister him by by giving. We just took the offering. That's another ministry of worship to the Lord because you don't give to to Destiny Church. You don't give to a man. You don't give to Matt. You you, you give to the Lord. You give to the Lord, and you give it open-handed well, i, I got to get something back out. No, 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 no. God said give, give, yeah. give, amen. give. Like in Ecclesiastes 11, where, where, where uh, Solomon's talking about throw your bread up on the waters and it'll return to you. It's not going to be a quick investment, but you, re- on the waters, which is multiple places you put your bread. So bring the tithe, though, into this storehouse, amen? The, uh, um, and the, the hallmark we talk about being here to minister to Jesus. Well then then he needs to be here, right? If we're to minister to someone, he needs to be here. And and so so the, the hallmark of us gathering together as a body of believers is Jesus. It's the presence of the Lord. It's a hallmark of us coming together. Because without that, this becomes you know like a social club. Rotary club, a service club. We just like to be with each other. We like to hang out. That's just cool. No, no, no. His presence makes that a difference. Yeah, his, when his presence is a fullness of joy. When his presence things begin to happen. In the midst of worship, things begin to happen. People are, are being healed. People are being called to missions. People are all sorts of things begin to happen in the midst of worship. And I think we need to understand that and give the The flexibility in that to hear the lord and it's it's all about him okay it's all about him we are here for you lord jesus we are here for you um and we all need to be reminded this is kind of a reminder some of you probably go i've heard this before okay can we move on we move on but we all need to be reminded about what we're about right why do we do what we do here and why are we here and so i hope you know The ministry of Jesus Christ is is the main reason we're here, okay? Um, I want to talk quickly now about our worship time here. A lot of times we'll, uh, in in our immediate times of worship, our corporate worship here, you know, we'll welcome you, come in this place, and everybody's coming in and getting their seat, and we begin to sing, and uh, we don't usually start off with a song that goes, In your presence, in your presence. There is peace in your presence, in your presence. There is joy. I will linger. I will stay in your presence day by day, that your likeness may be seen in me. And so we don't start there, do we? That's where we want to go, right? We, we, we used to start with, with songs about stirring up the flesh and, and kind of getting things going and never stop singing. Did y'all enjoy that song this morning? Yeah. Never going to stop singing, lift you higher, higher. Hearts burning bright like a fire, fire. Voices unite, make it louder, louder. Never going to stop singing. He sings over you. Yeah. He sings over you, amen? Zephaniah 4, he sings and dances and rejoices over you. Yeah. Yeah. You can take 20 minutes here. You don't need to do any 20 minutes or You can do it when you go home. You can, cr- or when you going home, crank up the radio or open the windows. It's too hot to open windows. Okay, so just <laughs> sing loud. Because when you start to lift up the name of Jesus, things begin to happen. Yeah. And you may not know it. You go, oh, I didn't see anything. No, 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 there's power in the name of Jesus. So we begin to talk, we begin to talk, we begin to sing about Jesus, we begin to tell of his excellent greatness, and we begin to stir that up, to stir up what we know and how we sing that, and then we start to move into him, move into, we sing about him, then we move up into him. Amen. So let's look at uh, the model for uh, this worship, uh, talking about outer court, inner court, and the Holy of Holies. We enter his gates, Psalm 104. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. We give thanks to him and we bless his name. That's still the model for what we do today in the the church. That's still the model we do today. Um, The the only thing is the model they used back in in, in and we'll get into that Moses' tabernacle and David's tabernacle real quickly. But what they did then was only the priest could go in. But as we sang this morning, the veil has been so we have direct access. There's, there's no holding back. We can come before Abba Father, the, the Holy of Holies. We can participate. We can enjoy that sweet communion with Jesus. And the Holy Spirit can just move and move and move and move and move. That's why you want to be in the presence, the presence of the Lord. Amen. So does he care how we do this? Yeah, he does. God is specific. If you look at uh, look at the last part of Exodus, where he begins to describe how he wants the tabernacle constructed. This is Moses' tabernacle. They're out in the wilderness. You think, man, they ain't got wood. They don't have anything. There's no hammer. There's no nails. No nothing. They found all this fabric, they found all this gold that they made, the brass and, the, and the silver and everything they put together. And if you read in those parts of scripture, it's very, tells what's a cubit? How big is it? Well, they, he says what a cubit. I need it this big, I need it this big, I need the rings this size, I need this many loops. And it's, it's exact. It's not like, yeah, y'all just put something together, whatever. No, he tells us. So it's not that we have this tabernacle here today, obviously, but he is particular about worship. So let's look at um, Exodus, I think it's 36, I'm sorry, it's Exodus 40, 34. There we go. <clears throat> After everything was done, Moses left, Moses moved out. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting the cloud settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle throughout all their journeys, and whenever the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle, the people of Israel set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out until the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, and the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys the cloud Mm -hmm. follow the cloud follow the cloud it's interesting even before the the passage in Exodus it talks about the tabernacle that when Moses had come down from the, the mount with with the Ten Commandments that he started dwelling he would go into the tent of meetings with God and they would meet face to face. And the glory of the Lord shone so much on his face that they said, oh, no, 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 we can't see that. Put a veil on it. Put a veil. It's too bright. It's too bright. It's too bright. So the glory of the Lord did shine forth, shine forth through someone's physical body that they wanted a veil put over his face. So the question is, when we leave this place, do people say, oh, no, man. <laughs> You're you glowing. You'd be glowing. So put a veil on. It's just encouragement to say this is, this is not our filling station, but this is our fellowship. This is our presence. This is where we bring all those couriers and carriers of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, and we come together as the family of God, as children, no grandchildren, children of God, and be able to fellowship together and bring that fire, bring those fire pots together to offer up a sacrifice. A praise unto the Lord. Let's look at David's tabernacle. After that, David's tabernacle was built, obviously, in Jerusalem. It was built by Solomon to David's specifications. And if you, read, you want to read in First Chronicles, or were they Second Chronicles, where they got all the materials and everything and floated the uh, uh, cedars of Lebanon down from Lebanon down to Jaffa, and they brought it in. Everything that was transpiring, it was a magnificent temple. So they built it, they put it together according to the plan, and this was to be, we had Moses' tabernacle in the desert, now we have a physical building. And so 2 Chronicles 5, 11 through 14 says, and when the priests came out of the holy place, for all the priests who were present had consecrated themselves without regard to their divisions. And all the Levitical singers, Isaph, Heman, and Jethethon, their sons and kinsmen, arrayed in fine linen with cymbals, harps, liars, they stood east of the altar with 120 priests who were trumpeters, and it was the duty of the trumpeters and singers to make themselves heard in unison, in praise, and thanksgiving to the Lord. And when the song was raised, with trumpets and cymbals and other instruments, in praise to the Lord, they began to sing, For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. The house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Same cloud. So that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. So the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. And so everyone would come into that place. They would come to the outer court. They would, priests would take, they would do offer sacrifices, blood sacrifices. They would offer up, go into the inner court. And then the one priest would go into the Holy of Holies every year. And so when they would make that time happen, one year, every year. So the house was filled with the glory of the Lord. Today, we are that house of the Lord. Today, the spirit, that cloud, or a portion of that cloud, lives in us today. The cloud is here. So when we come together, we come together, we begin to lift up the name of the Lord. These clouds begin to mingle. <laughs> These clouds, the Spirit, spirit comes. It's like it did this morning. It's in the presence of the Lord. Just a sweet presence of the Lord. This is what we look, this is where we want to dwell. Yes. Because out of this, out of the presence of the Lord, out of these times comes service, comes goodwill to your, I mean, how can you go from this place and sensing the presence of God so close to you and then go to, go to a restaurant and be mean to the waiter? No. You're gonna tip him more. He's <laughs> like, bless you. Because what what's coming in here is all about the Lord working in his presence in you and getting you more and more like him. It's, it's, it's like with anything. More, the more present, more time you're in his presence, the more you begin to look like him. That's where you want to dwell. I will linger, I will stay so that my like, your likeness may be seen where? Here. So I start to look like Jesus. Yes. I start to do the works that Jesus did. I start to be like Jesus. That's what we want to be. We want to be where he's at. We want to be in that presence. Wow, we want to be part of what he's doing. Amen? Yes, amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So today we're in the house of the Lord. Let's look at Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. So it says, So then you are no longer... You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together, it's us, grows into a holy temple of the Lord. So in him you also are being built together into the dwelling place, for God by the Spirit amen? amen sing with me Holy Spirit you are welcome come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be overcome By your presence, Lord, your presence, Lord. I just want to be where you are, dwelling daily in your presence i don't want to worship from afar draw me near to where you are i just want to be where you are dwelling daily in your presence i don't want to worship from afar draw me near to where you are in your presence in your presence there is peace in your presence in your presence there is joy i will linger i will say in your presence day by day that your likeness may be seen in me yes lord we want to dwell lord god we want to dwell in you lord we want to dwell in you. hallelujah hallelujah so let's talk specifically about the worship service and i alluded to this before about there being a sort of a definition a breaking definition between praise and what worship is Um, the worship service is basically a a praise is a prelude and worship is the heart we want to go in we're talking about going into the presence going in going in because a lot of times we come from the outside i mean you can be in your own prayer closet and you begin to worship the lord there's something you have to kind of Knock all this stuff out and focus, focus, focus. What I'm, this is what I'm about. And you begin to move into the presence of the Lord. It's the same in a, in a corporate gathering because there's so many distractions. There's things going on. You remember the, the fight you had and the car coming here? All these things going on. All these things are what just happened with my remodel. You know, things like, oh, Lord, can I just, can I, can I get it out of the way so I can just focus on you? And it does it takes it takes a will you i set my will to be able to do that so praise is 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 directed toward god and directed toward others about god it is declared it is manifest i can tell if someone's praising the lord either you're singing you're clapping you're raising your hands you're dancing you're doing something praise is always demonstrated somebody can't just put my hands in the pocket going i'm praising the lord Praise is demonstrated. So look at uh, in in Psalms 22, 22, I think. uh, Maybe I don't know if I have that up there or not. Maybe I don't. Uh, Psalms 22, 22, and then 25. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. In verse 25, my vows I will perform before those who fear him. So it talks about being in the congregation, doing things certain things in the congregation where we're where we're at right here, okay Bottom line is to baby be, be able to praise the Lord with all that is within you it's not not a hold back I mean some some of you probably are more excited at a football game or maybe the the last NBA Finals when you saw that didn't really watch it Spurs weren't in it so <laughs> but you I mean it, it should be the same excitement because you're talking about Jesus, the author, the finish of your faith. It's not just singing the song. It's like, well, I sang the songs. So what else do you want me to do? I want you to be involved. I want this to come out. I want this to be on display. So when I'm praising the Lord and I'm shouting unto him, things things not only happen here, they happen up here. They happen everywhere. Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of our God. I mean, we're coming together. It's like what the Israelites, Jews used to do back, they would come up because Jerusalem is up, so everything's going up. You're going up to the house of the Lord. You're going up to Zion. They had, geographically, we they were all going up. But uh, we do the same thing, is elevate. We elevate that, we elevate what's going on. We begin to lift up, lift up the name of the Lord. If we, in turn, began to do that too. We began to say, yes, this is what I'm about. This is what I was born to do. In Revelation, it says, you were created for His glory. You were created to do this. You were created to do the mighty works. Amen. So this is part of what you're, what you're, this little snapshot we're talking about this morning, this is what you were created to do. You were created to praise Him. Amen? Amen. Uh, quickly, about, about, that's about praise. Worship is a little different. Okay? Praise can be distant, but worship is usually intimate. It's close. Okay, so how many men tell your wife, going, I love you, from way over there. <laughs> no, you usually draw close and speak, I love you. I mean, there's, there's songs that we sing, you know, draw me close to you, never let me go. You're all I've ever wanted, all I ever needed. That's an entreatment from me, saying, Lord, draw me. Because the Holy Spirit will draw you. Holy Spirit will bring you close to the Lord to be able for that ministry, for that worship. The song, I want to be close to you. I want to be close to you. There's nothing in this world that compares to all that you are. My soul devotion, my only focus. To worship you, <coughs> to worship Him, Amen. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Amen. Praise is seen or heard; worship may not be evident. It's a matter of the heart. It's the Holy Spirit initiated. Praise we've talked about is largely horizontal; worship is primarily vertical. Because I'm being drawn in, outer court, inner court. I started talking about Him with you. I started praising Him. All of a sudden, my focus may be here, maybe whatever, and then all of a sudden, what I'm starting to do, I'm starting to move up. I'm starting to move up into where he's at. I'm starting to look up on him. I'm starting to move into that place. I'm starting to move into the presence of the Lord, into the Holy of Holies, into the place where I can commune with him almost face to face. That's what we want to be. I mean, a lot of times, that's that's scary for a lot of people. It's scary to be that close, to be intimate. It's it's like, uh, I don't know. But this is where he's calling us. He, if you're scared that he may see something, <laughs> he already sees everything about you. He knows, he knows more than you got. He knows more hair than I've got on my head than I think I have. He knows all that's really there. And he knows it before it's going to happen. He knows the future. He knows the past. He sees it all. So there's no fear with him. He knows you. He sees you, warts and all. Everything, but guess what? He loves you. Yes. And there's nothing you can do to get out of that. He's always gonna love you. Yes. He's always there's nothing gonna snatch you from his hand. Because that's where he holds you, in the palm of his hand. Nothing's gonna snatch you. So you don't have to be scared in the midst of worship, going, you know, being intimate or, or letting things begin to happen. Because so sometimes worship is it's it's it's, uh, let's see, it's not just, it's not just emotion, but it is emotional. I mean, it's like telling, telling your wife, I love you. Just, there's no emotion. There's nothing, there's nothing here. There's got to be something here. So when you say it, it comes across. And the more you love, the more passion you have with that. I must need this. <laughs> <laughs> praise is usually the gateway to worship we just talked about. Praise usually requires a stirring of the flesh and soul and worship operates at a different level. Worship involves eye contact with God. Worship is gazing at God. When I look into your holiness when I gaze into your loveliness when all things that surround become shadows in the light of you. When i found the joy of reaching your heart, when my will becomes enthroned in your love, when all things that surround become shadows in the light of you, then I worship you, I worship you. Reason I live is to worship you to worship you and I worship you I worship you the reason I live is to worship you Amen yeah. It's a part of who you are. Amen. It's a part of who you are. Amen. Again, you worship what you love. He is seeking worshipers. Will you be that kind of worshiper he seeks? A worshiper that worships him in spirit and in truth. And all the truth that you know, and the more truth you're going to get tomorrow. As you're in this tomorrow, every day, and as the Spirit, as you worship Him, as He brings revelation, the Spirit will lead you, will guide you. So it's gross. So your worship, what's going to happen? Your worship will grow. It'll, grow. it'll grow. It'll grow. It'll go higher. It'll go deeper. It'll go wider than it ever has been before. Your, your relationship with Jesus will go higher, yes. deeper wider than has been before because he's the the point of your worship he is is it, he's what you focus on always, always, always amen Will will you be the kind of worshiper the father seeks and I'm trusting that you will be amen let's stand Father, we thank you for this time together, Lord, that we can worship you, Father. We can hear from you, Lord God. We can hear from you, Lord God, as how you want to be blessed, Lord Jesus, and how we can come before you, Lord Jesus, with singing, with dancing, Lord God, with abandonment, Lord Jesus, in our hearts towards you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word that is always true, Lord Jesus. Lord God, let the truth of your word go deep within us, Lord. And, Father, continue to add your truth, Lord God, as we read more, as we hear more from you, Lord God, as you bring revelation, Lord Jesus, of who you are, Lord God. Deepen our relationship with you, Lord God. We don't want a shallow one, Lord God. We want to go deep. We want to go deep with you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this time. Father, I bless your people, Lord God. I bless what you're doing in your people, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord God, as they go through their day, Lord Jesus, that the light that you have placed in them, Lord God, would burn bright with you, Lord God, with your love, that there would be emissaries, Lord God, of your love, emissaries of your spirit, Lord God, that would spread it abroad, Lord God, as you have poured into them, let them pour out, Lord God, as your ambassadors to a world that desperately needs you. Thank you, Jesus. Sing with me. you are dismissed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.